Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fellas. In today's episode, we're going to talk about one of our favorite things, the Jeep. Woo! Do it, Kylie. Jeep trail. And more specifically, their free badge of honor program. First, you have to make sure you are following our podcast on your favorite app so you can get notified of all the new episodes. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Fellas. You can also get the show notes for this episode at thefailas.com. Ten. <laughs> slash ten. Thefailas.com slash ten. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> One of the best purchases we've ever made was the Jeep. MT Rushmore. <laughs> which I love. Even though I really love the um Tahoe. The the Tahoe was nice, but the Jeep has literally been the funnest vehicle we've ever owned. Mm-hmm. Why do we love the Jeep? It can go on anything almost. And we have tops that we never, ever, ever take Kylie and I's tops off, just mom and dad's. Which <laughs> we is don't very take the boring. main top off, we just take the front lids off. The freedom panels, what they're really called. We do take it off once in a while. It's just, or one time we did take it off, but it's just kind of one. It's heavy, yeah, hard to take off, and then we're always at campground, so there's not always a spot to put it. It's taken us places that no other vehicle we've ever had could go. Like the Tahoe could have gone about ten percent of the places that we've gone in the Jeep. And the Jeep can go about ninety percent of things that Thanks we can do for that quick math. <laughs> I love that when you see a Jeep on the road, more than likely, unless it's just somebody that rented one, you know they're a fun person. (laughs) (laughs) They wave. Got our own special wave. They're happier. For the most part, Jeep owners is a good community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many different groups and clubs and stuff like that. The Jeep family is a huge community. It's also easier to tow. That was the first reason we bought the Jeep. Because the Tahoe was very heavy. And our RV was not happy about it. Yes, on the way from Texas to South Dakota, we had to go up some hills. Hills. At the time, I thought they were mountains. But now now I know they're hills. (laughs) And realized that the Tahoe was just a tad heavy. In Florida, flat ground, that was no problem. Didn't matter. Couldn't even tell it was there. But once we got into the Texas Hill Country, started going north, got into the Black Hills of South Dakota, we figured out it was pretty much time for that thing to go. It's still getting older. Yeah. As soon as we got to, I mean, we were driving, and I was looking for Jeeps on the way there, on the way to South Dakota. Um, And then we were in South Dakota, and we just kind of went for a drive and stopped at this place and found it. It was cool. Yep. And then all of our dreams came true. (laughs) We could do almost anything. 
Yeah. And the modifications are limitless. And we haven't even started that yet, that no. journey. <laughs> and we do Jeep trails and uh, Jeep Nick. Jeep Nicks. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys think of your favorite place that the Jeep has taken us so far? Me, probably the Salmon River. We could have done that in the Tahoe. (laughs) (laughs) That is something the Tahoe could have done. I don't know. We've been to a lot of places. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is Gemini Bridges. Because that was super bumpy and I loved it. Yeah, that probably would have been pretty extreme for the Tahoe, but it was no problem for the Jeep. Jeep has created a program called the Badge of Honor. And what they've done is they charted trails all across the country for Jeep owners to explore. Uh, They have a Badge of Honor app. That is free. That's free. You can use it for Apple or Android, whatever. They have a trail map that shows all the trails across the country. Now they don't have like the actual map of the trail. You can use other, we have uh, other apps that we've used that we've talked about in another episode. Um, They have trail information, highlights, they have like a difficulty rating, and they have user photos that people can upload. And reviews and stuff, right? Yeah, yep. Um, The badges are specifically created by Jeep to reward those that successfully check in and complete a trail. And the badges are really cool. We'll, We'll put a picture of the ones that we've received already in the show notes, but they're um, a little black badge that has a you know sticky part on it, and you can stick it to your Jeep or wherever you want to put it. We haven't decided where we want to put ours yet, um, but it has a map, like a just a line map of the trail, which I think is really cute. And then it has the name of the trail on on the badge as well. Yeah, it tells you know the the area and the state where the tr- trail was. And how many do we have already? We have four. We have a fifth on the way. And um, we have three planned this year. Three planned for twenty. The rest of twenty twenty one. And what's cool about it is the the badges that we have. They're not all concentrated in one area. They're all over the country so far. Yeah, where was our first one? First trail was South Marblehead Loop on Drummond Island. That was like our first. Major trail. We did some pretty good trails when we first got the Jeep in South Dakota, but this was like our first real deal. Like when I think of off-roading in Michigan, that's like kind of like the holy grail. Yeah. What was your favorite part about that trail, Kylie? Probably the bumpiness and then I got to tag a whole bunch of pine trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part? Um, same thing with Kylie. Mine was the ferry. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, to get the, to Drummond Island, you have to take your rig on a ferry across the St. Mary's River, which connects Lake Superior to Lake Huron. So we took our RV with the Jeep in tow, pulled it onto this huge ferry, took like a, I don't know, it's like a 10-minute trip across the river, unloaded, went to our camp spot, and we spent several days there. And what's cool about this is that Tony's been wanting to do that forever. (laughs) Even before we had a Jeep, he's been wanting to take the ferry over to Drummond Island and stay on Drummond Island. So this was cool. Yeah, it was a bonus that we had a a good vehicle to do it with. Because before that, we had a Tahoe. And before the Tahoe, we had a truck. Which we had some adventures in both of those vehicles, but the Jeep was the next level. So where is Drummond Island? 
So if you look at a map of Michigan, you'll see the Upper Peninsula. All the way on the eastern end of the Upper Peninsula is Drummond Island. But if you go all the way to the east end of the island, you can see Canada, which we did. And it, you could see it. We stood at the edge of what they call Marblehead, which is a big rock formation out there. And we looked out across to Canada. You think anybody could see us from over there? I don't know. Maybe the area we were in. Maybe the bears or the geese. So the ferry. The ferry p- or picks you up on the um, UP side where? And Detour. It's about a $35 ferry ride in- with the RV and the Jeep. But it was really easy. The guys were super nice, and they pack everyone on that thing. Yeah. And I think it leaves, what, every hour, every 30 minutes? Yeah. I think it departs from one side every hour and the other side, like, every half hour. And then when you're on the island, where do you stay? We stayed at the Township Park. It's like a, I want to say it's a rustic campground, but it's not. They have power. They just don't have water or sewer. So we were there, like, mid-September. So the weather was nice, like hoodie weather, which is what I love. Leaves were starting to turn. Water wasn't good enough to swim. We could have, but. Is there a beach there, though? A very small beach. It's a little bit rocky. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I remember any, we walked down to it. I anywhere remember. in the UP or most places in the UP is going to be a little rocky. It's just something you have to deal with. But once you're in Lake Superior long enough, you're so numb that it doesn't matter, even though this is Lake Huron. And it was cold there, though, when we went, so there we weren't swimming. There are multiple campgrounds on the island. This is just the one that had availability and that we picked because the hookup part wasn't really a big deal. And plus, get, getting late in the season, some of those places do close for the winter. I would definitely plan ahead, though, if you're going in the summer. The island can get very busy. Yep. We were also there during COVID times, so it's a little bit slower because of that. Um, but they do have, like, a big Jeep rally out there. I know that. Yep. I think there's a Jeep Jamboree there. There's a big event that's called uh, Jeep the Mac, where like hundreds and hundreds of Jeeps drive across the Mackinac Bridge as like an organized event. So that's cool. You see all kinds of different rigs. And then a lot of them will go over to the island to do some off-roading. So we did a, it's not necessarily a trail, it's more of a road, but it was like flooded. So we had like several miles of just foot deep water. It's called Fossil Ledges. We drove over to the north shore of the island you can kind of walk out right now, though, or when we were there, the water was very high in the lakes. So most of that stuff was underwater where you, normally you can walk out on these ledges and there's like fossils there, prehistoric sea creature, you know, shells and stuff like that. That was really fun, though. That was, again, this is the first time we've got to explore in something like that. <laughs> I mean, the Tahoe didn't take well to water. No, not the first one. <laughs> Wait, you had two Tahoes? <laughs> yep so that was the first time we really got to take a vehicle into water and it was kind of deep i thought i mean i wasn't stepping out in it that's for sure no there was several spots i mean it it got even up to a couple feet it got up to the bottom of the vehicle in a couple spots and the girls loved it kylie was hanging out the window and really getting into it (laughs) yeah we have some audio of her really in the moment yeah, Jeep Trail. <laughs> it was so funny, though, because it was so natural. Like, she was just really in it. Yeah, she was living it, for sure. <laughs> living the Jeep life. Okay, so do you need a permit to ride on trails on Drummond Island? Yeah, if you actually do the OHV trails there, you need an, a Michigan OHV permit, 
which we bought on the island at one of the stores. Um, I believe the whole several permits that you need in combination is like 38 bucks. In order to do the off-road trails there, they require a Michigan OHV permit. And I think we paid around $38. We bought it on the island at one of the stores there, like a sporting goods store. And we went out a few times doing some of the trails. And when you get into the Marblehead area and the Marblehead trails, there are several different routes you can go. Some of them are super muddy. So if that's your thing, there's a lot of uh, good mud trails, a lot of winching involved in that. That's not one that we did. We did the more rocky side. Really so. quick, the $38 pass, is that good for a year in Michigan? Yes. Okay, so if you do get it, you can you can do other trails in Michigan as well. Yeah, and it's not just good for the island. It's good for the whole state of Michigan. I would suggest checking out the sand dunes. Yeah, Silver Lake sand dunes. You need a flag for that, but. On the more northern trails that go out to the Marblehead area, um, there's a lot more rocks, a lot more steps and ledges, a couple little like hill climbs that we did. So uh, most of these trails, you're, I was in and out of four-wheel drive several times. Like Most of it can be done in two-wheel drive, but there, but there are some definitely some obstacles that you want to put it in four-wheel. And we had stock. Jeep. We still have a stock Jeep. So, I mean, you can do the trail. We just stopped. We didn't go all the way down at the at the very end. Yeah, we were not able to do the steps at Marblehead, what that obstacle is called, because the first couple ledges are like two feet. And without a winch, like if I had a winch, I'd be more willing to try that, because it wasn't a matter of not being capable as far as skill and equipment other than a winch. That's what it was at the time when we were there. They might have changed it. So yeah. if you go there and it's not that scary. No, it's all, it, it always changes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look up videos of uh, South Marblehead, you can see that there's a multitude of different vehicles doing that. But I had an awesome time. What I about, did too. That was a good trail. It was a good several days out on the trails. That was our first time, you know, really living in the Jeep. And then afterwards we were like, whoa, this thing is going to get us places. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have fun in this. <laughs> and then once when we were there, um, as far as the badge of honor goes, once you get out into the remote spots, you can check in. And sometimes if you don't have service, you can do the check-in and it'll say, do you want a reminder to finish or request a badge when you're in service? So that's kind of a cool feature. So we did that. And then once we got back to camp, we had internet submit and request the badge and i think i had it in like a week mm -hmm. second badge we got was fins and things in moab utah and if you know anything about moab that's like what i what anytime i thought about big jeeps events i always think of moab it's like the jeep capital of the world i think and we talked in detail about this uh podcast on the first podcast the com slash one but it was one of the coolest. It was fun. And what's funny is when we first did it, I was like, no, our Jeep can't do that. And then, then we did that, and it was, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, on that one, there weren't many obstacles where I was like, mm, not, not able to do that. There were a few that kind of pushed stock Jeep envelope, I would say. But we were able to do it. Or go around them. I mean, we didn't have yeah, to. Yeah, if you don't they have get to do too everything. crazy, you can go around. Almost everything has a bypass. I think the fins are fun. Yeah. Riding on top of those, they're scary because you have this little tiny pathway that you're you're riding on top of a mountain 
or like a very big hill. It's not a mountain, but <laughs> a hill made out of rock. Yeah, <laughs> a hill made out of rock, and you're you're driving on the top, just following the the tracks from the previous people. And when you go to Moab, especially if you're going there with a jeep and you're participating in the Badge of Honor program, um, there are I think right in that area, there's like five Badge of Honors you can get there. We really only did the one. Um, we did a lot of other trails in the area. We just didn't go back into that that area. It was the Sand Flats Recreation Area. It's five bucks to get in for the day. And you can do as many trails as you want there. Some of them um, you're not allowed to do at night. I don't know if it's a, you know, because of the uh, more dangerous to do some of those at night. But um, a lot of them are one way. So you don't have to worry about oncoming traffic and getting over for people and stuff. So that's kind of nice. You can go at your own pace. When we were there, it wasn't real busy anyways. It was kind of like in the late fall. Are you talking about um, in that area, in that actual Sand Flats area, there's multiple trails to do? Yep. In Moab and in Sand Flats. So fins and things, there's lots of fins. Slick rock, ledges, steps, rocks, things to have fun on. But again, you can do this in a stock Jeep for the most part in it if... It's not something you can do. You can always go around it for the most part. There was one spot that was scary, and you cannot go around it. <laughs> and at the time we did it, it was um, very, very rocky, that hill. And we talked about this in, in the first podcast. Uh, but that was probably the only part that I don't think we we could have done. I mean, we did it, but it was scary. <laughs> yeah, it was just more of a experience thing than anything, you know. When you go over up to the edge of a really steep hill and you can't see over the hood of your Jeep and you don't know what's going on. I, you know, I, mean, I got out of the vehicle to look at my lines a few times and uh, there was big holes and big rocks. And and you had to turn. It wasn't straight yeah, down. And you had a, to like turn to the left. So It was very technical. But once I got to the bottom, it was one of those things. I was like, yeah, that wasn't bad at all. <laughs> we did a ton of other trails there. I mean, that area is like a mecca of off-roading when you go there do as many badge of honor trails as you can but you can spend a lot of time doing other trails as well and where did we stay so we stayed a couple different places we were in thompson springs first which is about 45 minutes north of moab Uh, we stayed there at a campground and then we came further south closer to moab we boondocked for like two weeks and again you can get more information about our whole utah experience at thefailas.com slash one and then we did another podcast on Utah later on. I think it was like the fourth one or something. <laughs> Not sure on that one, but there was two Utah podcasts. The first one, though, is where we talk about the Moab area. Great time there. And our third trail it was the bumpiest trail of our lives. Third trail, Schnebly <laughs> Hill Trail in Sedona. So first of all, you're in like one of the most beautiful areas in the country. It's just gorgeous there. But the uh, Schnebly Hill Trail... It's super easy. You can do it in definitely a stock Jeep like we did. We did see some other vehicles that were a little bit smaller, but it's about the most bumpy, rocky trail that you could ever experience. So if you go there with anything with lower clearance than a stock Jeep, be prepared to scrape the bottom. But it's not scary other than that. There's like there's no real obstacles or nope. anything. Just the bumps. And then it's a trail. I mean, to be honest, it was probably one of our easiest yeah. badge of honor trails I think we've done. For sure. Because there's on this one, there's really no extra credit 
trails or anything, you know, offshoots or anything like that. Where the next one we'll talk about, I'll talk tell you a little bit about that one. But the views are epic. I mean, you have a uh, you you go up an elevation, you climb in a mountain basically, and you get a overview of Sedona and the whole area and the valley. It's just gorgeous. And it starts out as a desert, moves into like forest. Yeah, you get a, you go from red rock to thick forest by the time you're done. When we did this trail, we were staying in Cottonwood at uh, the Thousand Trails there called Verde Valley. And we ended up staying there a few different times and did a bunch of... There are other trails there in the area, but this is the only badge of honor trail in that one of two in the whole state of Arizona. And we talk about this on our Arizona podcast at thefailis.com slash seven. Uh, we talk about all the areas we stayed and the and the trails and stuff that we did. That trail and the next trail, which was Table Mesa Road. Yep, Table Mesa Road. That's in New River. It's kind of in between Cottonwood and Phoenix. The main the badge trail is more of a, I don't know, just a road. But along the whole road, there are dozens of trails ranging from, like, easy to extreme. And unfortunately, we picked a couple of the extreme ones not knowing... And we ended up having to turn around because it was just too much. Or some people in the Jeep were too scared. <laughs> one or the other. More than likely one. <laughs> hey, if we had the correct accessories, <laughs> it might be a different story. In good time. We we talk more in detail about this. I don't want to get into all the details, but there was a, that trail was a lot of fun, and we did do some fun things as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we were able to do quite a bit. Quite a few. I mean, we spent a good half of the day just out trail riding. Uh, we did a water crossing across a river. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Some hill climbs in the dark. Yeah, that was before our lights. Yeah. We, we briefly touched on that, but that was before our lights, and so it was, it was quite dark out there once it got dark. But, yeah, if you're going to go there, if you're going there with a really heavily modified Jeep, there's definitely some stuff there for you. Because I know if you look, if you read some of the reviews, some people complain like it's just a road. Clearly, they didn't. They didn't do any research and look at the the trail called the Terminator. I mean that <laughs> that's not a gra- a gravel road by any means. So, but we did have fun. We got some good drone footage there. Drove through the desert, saw a lot of cactus. Mm-hmm. I think that was our first time seeing the saguaro cactuses. Oh yes, yeah, that was fun. Um, that one we were also in Cottonwood. We stayed in Cottonwood at the Verde Valley Thousand Trails. So it wasn't too far. I think it was like an hour, a little over an hour drive for us to to get to the area. If you need supplies, um, there are some other towns that are closer. I think um, I think a town called Anthem was maybe like twenty minutes away. So if you need fuel, fast food, groceries, anything like that, they have all that stuff. Yeah, I would get gas before you get to that area. That I know Table Mesa area is not very much there. No. Yeah, they call it the town of New River, but I think there's, like, a restaurant. And that's it. Some houses. And then the most recent trail, which we don't have our badge yet, but it's requested, um, the Blacktail Wild Bill Trail, and that's near Lakeside, Montana. And that was a really fun mountain trail. This one's south of Kalispell, kind of near where we're staying, by Glacier National Park. This is a very um, unique trail because it's a forest road that cuts through... Flathead National Forest, but the whole way 
um, some four-wheel drive clubs who maintain it and build these things, they've made some pretty extreme obstacles. There has to be a bypass. Because it's a forest road. Yeah, the, you're required to have a bypass because it's a forest road. You cut right through some of these things, some major log crossings, some holes, hill climbs, rocks. It's pretty wild. If you Google it, just Google the um, Blacktail Wild Bill OHV Trail in Montana, and you'll see some pretty wild videos. I really did like, though, that there was a bypass for every one of them. Yeah. That made me feel and this because <laughs> comfortable. It's, and it's doable from you know stock to extreme modified vehicles. We were able to do a few of the obstacles, but most of them are set up for, you know, a big lift, big tires, winch. There's some of those things that you're, there's no way that you're just, I mean, that I could see that you're just going <laughs> to drive out of that thing with a little skill. I think it's some of those things you have to be winched out of for sure. We saw a pretty amazing rig while we were out there. We met a guy. Um, they had stopped to just have a little family get together. It was a Hagland BV. 206. If you look that up, it's a tracked vehicle with a tracked personnel carrier behind it, and it's four-wheel drive. So the two tracks on the main vehicle and the two tracks on the personnel car- carrier are all driven. This thing was incredible. I got some GoPro v- footage of it I can put up. In like three months or something. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> 2022. Come, come back a year. <laughs> It'll be there. <laughs> Just kidding. But that was cool, and the guy was super. We just stopped because we saw it, and we wanted to just snap a picture, and we ended up talking to the guy for a half hour. He was super happy to show us it. He offered to let us up in it and check it out. Before we got to it, Tony's like, get the GoPro out and record this. I'm like, <laughs> I am not recording some random person. So Tony's like, okay, I'll just stop and ask him then. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking if a guy owns a vehicle like this, he this isn't his first rodeo. People are, I'm sure, always taking pictures and videoing <laughs> this thing. But if you want to look it up, it's a Hagland BV206. Yeah, maybe we'll put like a link or something yeah. in the show notes. And you can buy these things from like a retired military auctions and stuff. Back to the trail. The views were amazing. And yeah. we had it smoky. It was smoky because of the fires. So it was smoky, but it wasn't too bad. That day wasn't really heavy smoke. It was more of a like a faraway fog haze. So that was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, we went from like 3,000 feet elevation all the way to like 6,100 feet. So the weather, you know, the cool, it got a little cooler as we It was so climbing. hot that day. Yeah. On the way there, it was 105. <laughs> Up on the mountain, it was like 80. Yeah, it was nice. But, yeah, there's several stops along the way that just have, like, crazy mountain views. We brought some snacks, some fruit, and yep. ate it along the way. Brought a little Jeep, Nick. It was, that was a fun trail. That's also, it comes out near Flathead Lake, right? Yep. Yep, yeah, the trail exits. If you go from, I guess, from, like, west to east, um, you'll exit near Lakeside, Montana, which is right on Flathead Lake, which I think is, like, the biggest lake in Montana. It's huge. And so, that was a cute little town. Yeah, there's a good restaurants there. We heard that, um, actually, the guy with the Haglin told us to stop at the Tamarack. He said, don't go past that. If you do, there's nothing worth nothing worth eating past that. So that's like <laughs> a brewery and restaurant. And just a side note here, what's crazy is yesterday I was reading an article and they had to evacuate. Or no, was it today I was reading that? Or was it yesterday? <laughs> but they had to evacuate the area because of a fire right there. So right after we... Went through there. 
that's all the trails we've done so far. Yeah, but we have a few planned around the country. There's one more in this Michigan. Year. Yeah, this year. I think all in all, there's like 62 trails. They seem to add more here and there. Back a couple months ago, they added a bunch, but then they took them right back off. So I don't know if there was some sort of a, a glitch or error or something like that. But, but hopefully they get that sorted out and we can get some more trails added. What trails do we plan on doing this year still? I'd like to do one in, in uh, Holly, Michigan. It's an ORV park called Holly Oaks. It's fairly new. But that looks like I've got a lot of friends back in Michigan that go to that. Um, so that, that'll be one. Yeah, and we're we're going back to Michigan September-ish. Yeah. So we should be able to do that. That That's cool. Um, the next one that we're planning on doing is just in Wyoming on our way to Yellowstone. And that's at the uh, uh, Monument Ridge Trail in the Bridger-Teton National Forest. And I heard that one's kind of like this, the one that we just did with epic mountain views so i'm excited for that one and then uh and when we get to florida this winter there's a badge of honor trail called the tread lightly four-wheel drive trail and i've heard this one's nothing super extreme but i can't imagine it is yeah it's florida so <laughs> I, I can't imagine any mountain views in this one but but it should still be fun we do plan on continuing to do these throughout the years but that's just what we plan on doing this year yeah, and they don't have the Badge of Honor trails in every state yet. A lot in the south, a lot in the west. So next next summer we're spending time in the east coast. Are there any up there? I think there's a few. Not as many as like out in Utah and California and all those states, but that's something I'm going to keep an eye out for, that's for sure. Hopefully they can add some more as well. And there's some that we just can't do or will never do, like a yeah. ledge on a mountain named... <laughs> What's it named? <laughs> I don't know. The bear one or what? Black Bear Pass in Colorado. That's for sure my bucket list trail. <laughs> a little scared. I might be riding the floorboard that one. Nah, people do it all the time. No problems. That's what we plan on doing this year still. Um, but we have a bunch of trails that we plan on doing on our wish list for the app. What are some of those? Yeah, once we get up into the northeast, um, there's a nice trail in New Hampshire, Jericho Mountain State Park, and that one's like a moderate trail difficulty. So I it's bet you that'll have some good views. Yeah. And as we go make our way north up to the east coast, we've got tr Badge of Honor trails that we're going to do in Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire. So they have them really in all the, a lot that we're going to do. Yeah, like I said, there's 62 spread out across the country. Really in the Midwest, especially the northern Midwest, there's really no badge of honor trail options. Obviously, there's a lot of um, trails that we can do. Like in South Dakota, they don't have a badge of honor trail, but we looked up probably a dozen trails. Mm -hmm. And the one that we did, well, or a couple that we did were there, uh, were, they were pretty fun. I think they should be. Yeah, and there's a, if you want to suggest a trail, they do have... An option to where you can email them and suggest a trail. So I don't know how that works, if they get enough of them or they have to send the Jeep crew out to check them out or what. Maybe they could sponsor us to find trails. Yeah, Jeep if you're listening. Or a stock Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> I could always use a Hemi, like a 392 oh, Rubicon. A new one? Like yeah. they can sponsor us by giving us a Jeep? <laughs> yep, factory lift, you know, nothing crazy. 
<laughs> so what do you think is the scariest trail? In the, the Badge of Honor system? Yes, we're just talking Badge of Honor here. Um, Scariest? I don't know. I don't get scared by much. Well, what do you think is going to be the most, a big oh no for me? The most difficult? <laughs> probably like in the Rubicon Trail or something like that. Like, you know, that is that is the trail if you don't have a Jeep, especially if you have a modified Jeep. The Rubicon Trail is amazing. How long is that one? Is I'm that the one sure. that's like multi, like multiple days? Yeah. Oh, okay. But that goes, you know, that's in California. That goes over mountains and boulders and... Doing the fun obstacle things, I mean, that would be cool if we had the right equipment. I I wouldn't be as scared of those if we had the right equipment. I just don't want to ruin our only vehicle while we're towing it. And a lot of times we're out by ourselves, so mm-hmm. we can't push it too hard, although we try sometimes, and we get ourselves in little situations. But we were able to get out of everything that we've been in so far. It would be bad. We don't have a winch, and it's just us, so it would be bad if we got stuck out in one of these spots. We yep. have no signal most of the time. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we don't stay in a place long enough to get things fixed. For example, we have a RV window that broke, and we had to have it sent to my sister's, which we won't even be there until September. Yep. <laughs> so it's hard to plan out things for repairs. Uh, but... But it's still fun to test things out. So, the things that scare me, though, are the cliffs because, you know, those you die on. <laughs> if you fall off them, you die. <laughs> like the one trail. What's that one trail that I'm scared of that you're, you just think I'm going to forget the name of it. And then when you say we're going to go do this trail today, I won't remember. Black Bear Pass. Is it Black Bear, the one that the guy rolled down? Yeah. Because he got out of his vehicle. I mean, that's going to be my argument until we do it. <laughs> As long as I don't get out of my vehicle, we'll be fine. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, what else? What other cool one Jeep trails on there do you want to talk about? I mean, all the other trails in Moab, there's some really extreme ones, and they usually have, you know, a pretty good payoff at the end with views or, or any, you know, some trail scars. There's a few. There's one in California with an um, obstacle called the Squeeze. Which is literally as wide as a Jeep Wrangler. So a lot of people that go <laughs> it through was that. Made for us. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of people that come out of there come missing a mirror offender. <laughs> but if I could do any of them, I would do all the Utah trails and all the Colorado trails. Those are my bucket list trails. And unfortunately for my wife, all the Colorado trails are huge mountain trails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mountains are what would get me. They are really pretty, though, man. Once you get through it, like, it's kind of, it's, I know I'm very scared of them, and I give you a hard time, um, but it's it's very rewarding, and I do feel afterwards like I just ran a 5K or something, like my heart <laughs> is all, I'm very, it's very exciting feeling, like I just rode a roller coaster, um, but it is scary to me, definitely, especially it- when you're off, like, Taking photos with one hand. Well, the hard part for me (laughs) is having to drive and photo and video and drone at the same time. Well, you don't have to do those things. I could do some of those things. But you you can't do it when you're hiding down in the floorboard. (laughs) I wasn't this bad before kids. Kids, they do something to you. (laughs) No, we've had some pretty great adventures so far. What I like about this app is that it, 
challenges you. It's a fun app that has a reward. They give you this fun little badge that you get. So it's something you can collect um, and, you know, like goals. And And by the way, it's not just for a Jeep Wrangler. It's any Jeep brand vehicle. Mm -hmm. Because when you set up your account in the app, you put in your VIN number so they know what you have. Um, So it can be a Jeep anything. And I think any year. So no matter what you have, if you have a Jeep branded vehicle, you can do these. Yeah, and it's fun, and they're free. So you get this fun little reward, and it's an app, and you can add in comments and, you know, pictures of it and whatever, reviews. And it gets you out into, like, some really cool places. Mm-hmm. So great marketing, Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely check it out. We'll have links in there. It's, again, free, so... You can get the app on your phone and then start playing with it and seeing what you can do if you have a Jeep. But if you don't have a Jeep, sorry about your luck. Can't do this. <laughs> you can still do the trails. You just don't get anything. <laughs> we should do like a, if you have a Jeep, skip this podcast. If you don't have a Jeep, skip this podcast. <laughs> so far, we've really had a lot of fun doing these badge trails. And, you know, it's something that we can look forward to as we travel around the country. Another so, thing to collect or yeah. check off. Yeah. <laughs> we love bucket lists. And with these badges, they actually come with like a adhesive backing, like a 3M automotive tape on them. We haven't stuck them on our Jeep yet because I'm not really sure that I want to put them on there, you know, for, you know, in case I get rid of the Jeep or something, trade it in and get a bigger, better one or something. Or someone steals them or something. But, but um, I've seen a lot of like creative ideas online. People... We'll put a picture from the trail with their Jeep, and then they put it in a picture frame with the picture. So that's an idea, and they make they make plaques that hold, like, multiple badges in them, so you don't have to put them on your vehicle. Other people put them on magnets. And right now, we're places, just collecting so. them. Right now, we yeah, we just have a little collection. <laughs> till we figure out what to do. If you have any good ideas, let us know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, hopefully I can get, like, like she said, uh, there's some trails that we just can't do. They're just too extreme. Um, for what we're set up to do. So we get as many as we can. Because this is our tow vehicle. So, I mean, we will lift it. (laughs) We will lift it. We will, you know, add probably a winch, bigger tires. But we're not going to go too high because, I mean, this is our family vehicle that we drive when we're not driving the the RV. We have to keep it practical, unfortunately. (laughs) But, yeah, so so far my... uh, experience with this program has been nothing but good it's fun all right today we have a campground review for you one of our favorite things is moving to our new home and seeing our new backyard It's super cool to get a new view all the time. Some are better than others, and we want to highlight the best. We're going to give you all the details of one special place to stay in the United States. In this campground review, we're going to talk about Heartland RV Park and Cabins in Hermosa, South Dakota. We ended up staying there about 10 days while we were there last year. Um, Really good location. It's about 20 minutes south of Rapid City, which is a huge city if you've ever been there. Um, If not, they have everything that you would need 
all the stores and stuff? There's entries to Custer Park on both sides of the park. So you could actually turn out, turn right to the park, turn right out of the park, <laughs> go down that road, and there's a road into Custer there. And then you can actually turn left out of the park, and there's a road into Custer there. So it's like right in the middle of Custer um, State Park. Yeah. It's it's less than 45 minutes to Mount Rushmore, Custer. It might be about 45 minutes to the Wind Cave National Park. Uh, Crazy Horse isn't too much further than that. Less than an hour, I think. Um, so, it, I mean, location of that park is awesome for all the cool things to do over there in, like, southwestern or the Black Hills area, really. And even Badlands National the, Park, it's not that far. I think it's like that. an hour, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a little patch of grass. You got fire pit, um, all the full hookups. You know, they have a, a, a pretty broad range of sites that you can get from, you know, to accommodate smaller rigs all the way to, you know, huge big rigs and stuff. But they're all pretty level. There's a heated pool and hot tub. Yep. Store, laundry, playground, pet area. Yep. And all that stuff, some of that stuff was under construction while we were there. Like the pet area wasn't completed. I'm sure it is now. Um, but they were, even as of last year, 2020, they had upgraded a lot of the stuff there at the park. So, And we stayed here for... 10 days we got um a rate because of that because we actually i think we stayed did we stay 14 days i don't think so i think we were supposed to stay a week and we ended up extending it for a few days okay i know we got a discount because we did a week rate with um um, and we used rpi and we used rpi uh the the campgrounds that it's a little bit on the higher end like 40 dollar range and because it's so close to rapid city and they have so many amenities there we were actually able to use rover for the first time Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rover app that we had a dog sitter for a day. Yes, we went to, we did the 4th of July fireworks in Mount Rushmore, and we were taking a bus into it, and then we were going to be taking a bus out of it. And so we didn't know how long we were going to be because um, we're kind of at the mercy of this this bus. So we did not want to leave the dogs there all day because we had to go early. Yeah, I think I think we estimated we were going to be gone about twelve hours. Yeah, so we didn't want to we didn't want to be away from the dogs that long. That's way too long, and so we tried out Rover, which was a really cool app. And who we got was awesome. She ended up watching the dogs, but then she had a firework thing to do later that night. Uh, so she brought the dogs home and put them in our RV for us, and then <laughs> locked the door. Yeah, and at that point, our dogs were home alone for maybe two hours. Yep, which was really perfect. But that was cool. It was cool being so close to something like that. And the program was cool. And the dog sitter was awesome. And it was cool to be close to everything that we needed, too. Um, now, when we're, we're going back to that area this For a year. third time. We actually went back again <laughs> um, for a second time in the fall last year. Mm-hmm. That campground was nice, too. Where was that campground? That was in uh, Blackhawk. That was Three Flags RV Park in Blackhawk. Okay. That one was also a nice one. Um, and we do plan on going back again and maybe try to find some BLM or something. I don't know if there's yeah, any Yeah, there's there. plenty of camping out in the um, Black Hills National Forest. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we can do that then. However, that campground, if you're looking for a campground, that is the perfect campground right there by all of the stuff. Um, I mean, there's I think there's some others around there. I mean, it was hard for us to find. And it had signal, like yeah. Wi-Fi. I think yeah. they had Wi-Fi even. Yeah, yeah. the The park has free Wi-Fi. Yes, um, and we had good internet, good cell coverage because I had to work, um, so we had to be outside of you know the 
the forest area. That was cool. I liked it. Yeah. And you couldn't ask for a better location. We we ended up going to Custer, I don't know, like 10 times. <laughs> a quick night drive. And, you know, it was just that easy. Yeah, after work, we, went to we Mount just Rushmore go. several times. Yeah, it's a good place to stay if you're going to go explore the Black Hills area, for sure. We'll make sure to add links in the show notes for that campground and anything else around that area that we think you should check out if you stay there. That'll be at thefaolas.com slash 10. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. But make sure to follow us at The Fayolas on Facebook and Instagram. And go to our website, thefayolas.com. And now my favorite part, the bloopers. We need a better one than that. Like you're hanging out the window in Drummond Island... And Getting we're going, hit by branches in the face. We're going through like a foot of water the whole way. What'd you say? Jeep trail. <laughs> it was more like a Jeep trail. <laughs> Sounds like there's just a rattlesnake or Take that, ASMR. (laughs) Now we have to wait for the belch. (laughs) Uh. each other there are there are there are other I can't say that you say it is it my heart (laughs) my heart beats for you okay sorry go (laughs) and we saw a really badass Oops, we don't do that. We can beep that out.